Welcome to the Goodies Pirate Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Tom. I'm Richard. And this is episode 73, Bigfoot. Sometimes called In Search of Bigfoot, In Search of Arthur C. Clarke, or simply Arthur C. Clarke. First broadcast on the 23rd of January, 1982, a Saturday at 6.45pm. Now, gentlemen, this is sometimes referred to as simply being called Arthur C. Clarke. Is it fair to say that that is the highlight of that episode? Oh, I think Absolutely. so. <laughs> Before we dive into Arthur C. Clarke, any general thoughts on the episode? Look, there is some good material in there aside from the Arthur C. Clarke stuff. I will make the point my kids really enjoyed it. I watched it with them, so it probably does say something about where the level of the episode is at, perhaps. It does, and look, we've commented before, but it's worth reinforcing with this one, because I think you're right, Richard. We've moved now to 6.45 in the evening, so this is absolute peak family viewing time. Yeah, and I think that's the thing probably with the ITV ones. There's a couple of maybe edgier moments in them, but not not this one. But there's a couple of edgier moments in them, but these are very much now family viewing. And this is what I remember when it came onto Australia. This opened the Channel 7 showing of the LWT episodes. Yes, it did. In fact, in our household, we'd obviously been out when this was on and we recorded it, so we had it on video for a while. And re-watching it for this podcast, I still could remember where the ad breaks were. Yes. (laughs) Well, of course, because they would have had to have changed them because ITV only put one ad break in. Yeah, good old Channel 7 loved to massacre things. Mm. Uh, Well, I can't remember the last ad break was right in the middle of the Chipmunk song. They sort of do the first verse, ad break, come back for the second verse. So yeah, thanks, Channel They were not well loved or looked after out here. We mentioned Arthur C. Clarke. I think we all agree this is the highlight of the episode. And the episode dives straight into what is an episode of what they call the mysterious world of Arthur C. Clarke, which is obviously a pastiche of Arthur C. Clarke's mysterious world. Yes. Which mm. I hadn't realised only ran for thirteen episodes. Really? Yeah, he did three variations on the theme. Yeah. The actual. Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World only ran for 13 episodes around September of 1980. So it was about 18 months old by the time it came to be invented in the goodies. And yes, there were two more series, but they weren't until after this was made. Mm. I do remember that being on. And again, it's probably more I remember the credit with the Crystal Skull. Yes. I think rather than perhaps the content. They also used to wheel out in search of with Leonard Nimoy quite mm. often here as repeats. So, because there was a big interest in the paranormal and that in the late seventies. Absolutely, that was all part and parcel of growing up in the seventies and early eighties. And from in search of, you know, Arthur C. Clarke came out, which is why we watched that. Yes. When that was on TV, and we still got that right up into the mid eighties. Yeah, back when I had my Osborne book of the unknown, <laughs> <laughs> had the three sections: one on. Uh, Cryptozoology, one on ghosts, and one on UFOs. Well, you had the Heartworks magazines back then called The Unexplained. Oh, that used to right. come out of the news agency every fortnight or whatever it was. What's interesting as well is that this pastiche is actually quite inaccurate in some senses because Arthur C. Clarke didn't actually present the episode, he just bookended the episodes. Yes, because he really was quite skeptical about a lot of what was presented <laughs> during the episode. I was here on the beach of Sri Lanka when they offered me loads and loads of money. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was quite a good lampooning of that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, they make the mention of the autofocus photographs. 
and comes out with the object that was unearthed a few minutes ago that could be from an alien space, but it's very clearly a Coke can. Yep, so we have the Coke can that could be an alien artifact. We have Stonehenge as the petrol station. Yep, that spaceship that they <laughs> I have to say, that is a very, very obviously cardboard spaceship. Yes, and no, two-dimensional cardboard as well. Yeah. And the guy just walked from off camera. I mean, and we mentioned it a few weeks ago, they actually spent more money on the LWT than they ever did at the BBC. Yes, well, that's true. ITV didn't have the in-house prop guys and experienced film cameramen outside broadcast stuff that the BBC had. So, of course, they had to hire a lot of stuff in, which really ultimately, I think, was part of what led to the goodies downfall there. We had the reigning frogs, the man who vanishes and suddenly reappears at Loch Ness, which includes the monster. Oh, that's really good. Particularly the bit where the monster looks over Graham's shoulder and just shakes its head. Yeah. Well, what was it? It was a Commodore garden rhinoceros floating upside down with a French loaf balancing a tortoise. <laughs> and then finally, what is probably the highlight of that, and it builds towards it, which is the Yeti. And yes. the, oh, yeah. You yeah, wouldn't I... be teasing old Arthur, would you? Of course, the final thing is, he says... And once again, we've proved that the only real mystery is why they pay me a lot of money to stand here and tell you that I don't believe in any of it. <laughs> yeah, it also has the line, and you can buy my book, of course, which is priced nine pounds, and that really is amazing. <laughs> I thought the thing with the Yeti was quite funny. I probably, I don't know, it's probably a little bit obvious, perhaps. It is very cheap as well. Yes. But is it meant to be, obviously? Well, well it, yeah. You know, you know, it's, uh, well, it is. In, I mean, in the realm those, of it. All those fake footage, of the, you know, that famous footage of Bigfoot, which is just the guy in the or skin. Graham in the skin. In yes, the, later, version. later in the episode. So, Unfortunately, yeah. the series has to be cancelled because they discover that Arthur C. Clarke does not exist. Yes, clearly because they tumbled Graham. <laughs> <laughs> This leads to Tim Brooke Taylor presenting the quest for Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, because Tim believes, but Bill's not quite so sure. <laughs> and he may have seen Arthur C. Clarke, but it may have been a low-flying jet. Or a weather balloon. <laughs> Wearing glasses. <laughs> Graham does that whole rational thing. You know, Tim wants to believe. He twists the facts to suit his views. And, you know, there's no evidence. There's no footprints. No droppings. <laughs> <laughs> so as part of Tim's quest, he interviews some passers-by. <laughs> <laughs> my wife thinks I'm mad why? because I, I eat spiders <laughs> yeah, he was really good that, hey, that guy was really just, good actually just that one delivery just yeah. said it all well, the he said he thinks he saw Arthur C. Clarke on TV and what happened then? I don't know I fell asleep <laughs> and when I woke up he was gone <laughs> my wife thinks I'm mad why? Because I eat spiders. And then you just watch Tim just like, oh no, just duck out of frame and bolt out of that. Yeah, even, even the start of that guy where he's just pastiching all those sort of interviews. and like, it, it, it was a Tuesday. I remember that. <laughs> that is actually, yeah, that is quite a good segment. But it leads to Tim deciding that they need to go on an expedition to find Arthur C. Clarke. Apparently he was last seen in the Rocky Mountains. Tim is dressed as a Victorian explorer. Bill as Davy Crockett. Which yeah. is more appropriate given that he is going to the Rocky Mountains. Yes. Or Wales, as I think it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we then get to go through our little kidding out scene. Oh, yes. Have a sack. Have another sack. Yes. Months of white baked beans and a silencer. <laughs> they get a good sketch there as he loads Tim up with all sort of stuff. Then Graham reveals that he's coming along. Yes. If you want to find Arthur C. Clarke, I want to be there. In fact, if you want to find Arthur C. Clarke, I've, I've got, got to be, be there. there. <laughs> Yeah, 
and then we get a nice little filmed insert. It's almost a bit of an old school filmed insert here where they're doing the climbing through the Rocky Mountains slash yeah. slate mine in Wales. Yes, uh, building the prefabricated cabin. Yes, yes. Uh, and then the little scene where they obviously go through the Arthur C. Clarke theme park in their little hide with the, with the two binoculars. I can remember as a kid seeing that sequence and being utterly freaked out by what the hell was this giant orange tubey thing with a little eye stalk front. That's just weird. <laughs> I, I must admit, I found that a bit... I was getting a bit sick of that scene by the end of it, but I suppose it sets up what comes next, really, is its function, I think. Look, it does, but it's very weird, and I think it's not helped by the fact that the whole of it is just underscored by that audio track of where's Arthur we want to see Arthur Arthur yeah mm. which actually did get quite great and quite quickly <laughs> there is a very nice little visual gag there at the end where they come back to the cabin and Graham turns the fire off and yes. using the gas bigger <laughs> yeah that was really good look let's say that first half of the episode I actually was very entertained some really mm. funny stuff there unfortunately I think this is one of those goodies episodes where the second half simply does not remotely live up to the first. Well, I mean, you have the bit there where they've obviously been in the cabin for a, a few days and Bill's had all these sightings of Sasquatches and, and you know, I can clean it up. And 73 sightings, in fact. Yes, and the flying saucers and whatever. But then, of course, Tim comes in with conclusive proof that Arthur C. Clarke does exist. <laughs> and you go through the thing where Graham is trying to distract them Yes, <laughs> from viewing the film, you know. Oh, look, a fire! Throw the film on the fire. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and he's called out quite quickly by, you know, Graham. Why are you trying to distract us? So Tim has the amateur footage first of all of Bigfoot, which is clearly a man in a skin doing a funny walk. Yes, because <laughs> the costume clearly has a zipper in it. Isn't it funny how nature adapts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then get the the shots of the flying saucers. Which, again, is revealed just to be Bigfoot throwing plates up in the air. Yes, and then finally they see Arthur C. Clarke, and who is clearly Graham. Yes, he was just trying to bring a bit of excitement into people's lives. And make a couple of million quid on the side. (laughs) (laughs) We then obviously step out and we really do find the Bigfoot tracks. Note actually when Tim's doing the thing where he's following the tracks, that that very overt road run, meep, meep, over the running music. And indeed, the sound effects of him obviously speeding, obviously speeding through the forest. Mm. Yeah, look, credit to Tim for the filming of that, because that probably was quite an exhausting little uh, sketch to film. Yeah, oh, I think so. Of course, ultimately, the tracks lead back to the cabin, and they realise that Bigfoot perhaps might be real after all. Yeah, I was really starting to get a bit bored by this stage. First half, you know, really funny. Yep. But by this stage, look, Tim just running around in speeded-up film, following some tracks, It's it's like... Okay, come on, you can do better. Uh, particularly when you've hung the whole first half of the episode off Graham's Arthur C. Clarke, which is a really cool concept. Yes, and then but you rumble him in the first 12 or 15 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. the rest of it I don't think lives up to that. No. Uh, again, when you move into the second half, look, there's some stuff in the room where they're sitting there and they either, whoa, <laughs> uh, there's something else in the room. Yeah, there is. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> they're lying in bed. You then really get into... The whole bit where they go through and they discover that Tim is Bigfoot. And then you just lead to a series of basically they're making fun of him and the foot jokes. Yeah. yeah. And that was the whole thing, you know, people died laughing. And it, literally it was, what, five minutes worth of him running around? Well, it was hobbling and... around. I mean, it then really becomes Grizzly Adams because it's the whole thing where, you know, he retreats into the wilderness and makes friends with the animals. Mm. But... And, and Bill's doing that whole... American accent narration. Yes. So old Bigfoot took to the hills, 
And his legend grew and grew. So did his foot. Yeah, which again is straight out of Grizzly Adams, because that, that's the opening narrative. Yeah. He because he, he was wrongly accused of killing somebody or something, I yeah. think. And he goes and hides out in the mountains and makes friends with the bear. So the, the conceit now is that anybody who sees the Bigfoot finds it so hilarious that they literally die laughing. Yes. Which leads to a whole lot of scenes of Tim basically walking around killing people. I have to Accidentally, say, I should say. Yes. I have to say, again, when I was watching it with the kids, they actually thought, uh, probably my, my daughter who's younger, but she actually thought some of that slapstick stuff was quite funny. Probably not so much the people dying, but some of the slapstick stuff leading up to that, she thought was quite funny, like Tim hitting his foot with a hammer, mm. and then suddenly, oh, when he realises he's hitting his own foot, etc. But when Tim turns into Bigfoot properly, that is a very cheap furry suit. Yes. <laughs> Or furry smock, really, actually, <laughs> is what it is. I mean, look, there, again, there's some interesting little jokes there. The music routine. I did like the bit with the harmonica playing Prairie Dog. I thought that was quite clever. Yeah, that was quite good. I did like that. But Grabe and Bill rock up as Mounties trying yes. to capture Bigfoot. And as part of the musical number, we actually get the chipmunks, or puppets thereof, being yes. performed by Graham and Bill. Yes, that's true. And again, singing in the full chipmunk thing. But, yeah, at the end, they chased him around the mountain so many times that they get Bigfoots. And they walk off into the hills and that's the end. Yeah, cue credits. I think there are better episodes amongst the ITV material than this. There are also worse. Yes. Again, I enjoyed the first half of this. I think the second half really lets it down. I think the first 10 minutes of this Mm. is arguably the best 10 minutes in the whole of the ITV series. Maybe competing with some of the stuff from Change of Life. But it is very good. But the second half I really struggled with. And I must admit... Given that it's only a 25-minute episode, I was really looking at my watch a lot in those last five minutes waiting for this to end. Which is a great shame, because as I say, the first 10 minutes is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's some of the best stuff that Graham does. He is very much on form. I don't have much else to say about it, to be honest, it's, in terms of production. It's I, a I very simple episode. There's not a lot of layer underneath it. There's not a lot of subtlety. There's not a lot of references other than the really obvious Arthur C. Clarke stuff. Hmm. No, I think, as we said earlier, they have really now moved to family viewing, and unfortunately that means a lot of the nuances in that are perhaps gone. Yeah, which is the stuff that I think we're missing as we watch these episodes. Yes. But yeah, look, I got something out of it. Yeah, I, I think we're starting to repeat ourselves. Any other general points before we go to our regular segments? The scene where Graham in the Sasquatch costume is throwing the plates in the air when Tim films it, Graham sort of tries to explain away, oh, it's an FPG Tips. PG Tips was a tea brand. They did a series of ads that use chimps in costume, basically acting out scenes. A bit, a bit like for Australians, the Warpamuir ads, where you have the chimpanzees like trying to paint the house while he Warpamuir, you know, yep. wearing the T-shirt and the, and the Terry Towling hat. That, that sort of deal. All right, we'll move to our regular segments. Tropes and first. Well, once again, it ends with Bill and Graham chasing down the hunting Tim. Yes, again, Tim is the odd one out. Mm. Um, mm. Partway through this, he's the one who believes in Arthur C. Clarke. It is almost that you've moved into a dynamic now where you're playing Tim in some ways against Bill with Graham just sitting in the background trying to play both sides off against the other, really, because he clearly is doing Arthur C. Clarke because they're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. But once Tim, they, they both turn on him, basically, as soon as he becomes Bigfoot and start making a series of jokes at his expense. And then go and chase him down. Yes. What couldn't they get away with today? The only one that I had was when Tim was dressed as Bigfoot and he was accidentally killing one 
the Native American lady falling yes. backwards and the baby... Oh, the papoose coming the papoose, out. Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, maybe... I, I was also going to question whether you could actually portray a Native American in yeah. that way who wasn't played by, etc. A highly, et a highly stereotyped, yeah. yes, yes, Native American. Because the thing to mention was there that how many people Bigfoot has killed and it was something like 18 yeah. Westerners and 72... Things and an entire busload of chiropodists or something. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think probably the move, uh, we just made the point that it was more family-oriented. Yes. They're a lot more innocuous, I, I think, in terms of their content. There's no real sexual stuff or anything in this. So, yeah, I, I don't know that there's really too much that you couldn't do now. Mm. Favourite gags? Well, I'm going to jump in first and I'll do the, if you want to find Arthur C. Clarke, I want to be there. If you want to find Arthur C. Clarke, I've got to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump in second and just say the Loch Ness Monster sequence, particularly the bit where the Loch Ness Monster looks over Arthur C. Clarke's shoulder at his picture and just shakes its head in sorrow, really. I've just got to go with the guy being interviewed by Tim and he goes, my wife thinks I'm crazy. Why? I eat spiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all jokes from the first probably six or seven minutes yes, of the so. episode, unfortunately. Yes, sadly. All right, well, look, we've got more out of that than I perhaps expected to get, which is a good thing. But next week, we'll be coming up with another one that I do remember reasonably fondly, and that is Change of Life. So, if you're on your way to revisit the past, you might take a walk through the Black Forest. You've been listening to the Goodies Pirate Podcast, the Australian podcast that puts the good in goodies. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please do leave us a review on iTunes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode or your thoughts on upcoming episodes. So please drop us a line by email at pirategoodiespc at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at at pirategoodiespc or find us on Facebook at facebook.com stroke pirategoodiespc. Goodies, goody, goody, yum, yum. Himalayan foothills, traditional home of the abominable snowman or yeti. Or is it? Well, once again, cobblers. <laughs> yeti just doesn't exist. And to prove it, I'm going to leave a copy of my book, The Mysterious World of Arthur C. Clarke, uh, price nine pounds, and that really is amazing. I'm going to leave it on this rock, and if any yeti comes and tries to eat it, you'll shout Arthur, all right? Yes, yes Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go away now, and if you see any yetis, don't forget to shout.